0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wiring the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and before we get to the podcast, I have some news for you guys. Firstly, a new headshot. Boom. As much as I loved Shen's design, I want to give a major thank you to Madame Bun Bun for the updated look. I think it captures my vibe better. That's just me. Secondly, I've opened up a merch shop. That's right, you can now get official Postmodern Art Podcast merch. Right now, all that's up there is the logo in a variety of different items. Masks, tees, hoodies, tanks, stickers, phone case. Check out these leggings! I I love them. But that's not all. My hope with this shop is to collaborate with other artists and showcase their styles and give them a good cut while giving you guys some great-looking designs to rock and support the podcast. I'm already working with an incredible artist to make sure that's a reality. Want to see a peak, video viewers? Bam! That's all you get, for now. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash PMAP and order merch today. You can use the code PMAPLAUNCH to get 5% off your order as well. Now, shall we get to the podcast? Good! Because today we have Joni Phillips, an independent animator currently working on the feature film Barbara Westchester. It was great to have her on and just have her gush about all these passion projects that she has had for ages. Seriously, if you've not taken the chance to sit down and watch some of her stuff, I highly recommend it. Especially Wasteland, which we will definitely talk about more when we get to the podcast. Make sure you go support her in all the links down below, especially her Patreon. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. If I may ask, is this the first time you have appeared on a podcast, or have you appeared on several others, and I just didn't find that while doing research?
1: Um, I've been on—I want to say like, probably like around like four or five. Okay, nice. Like that's in my head. That's—I <laughs> don't know if that's true or not. Usually, I'm pretty deranged on them. Um today i don't feel very crazy i feel kind of normal but maybe i'll get more deranged when like when the when the audio is recording
0: there you go who knows no. i mean
1: hey <laughs> whatever floats your
0: boat i'm just here to have a good conversation at the end of the day if that means we have to go off into the weird obscure i mean in fact like we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that we've created it's going to get weird and bizarre at some point so <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> goodness yeah. <laughs> i i was doing my research on your stuff and my first thought is just how do you come up with these
1: ideas half the time oh <laughs> uh, yeah but <laughs> i come up with everything uh, i think just because i have a lot of eggs in my brain and they hatch ah, you there know? We go. and like i have like a, a hen house in my brain <laughs> where a bunch of chickens with, with egg ideas when they're like warming them up and then like uh I don't know why I'm using this metaphor, but it just kind of makes sense. To me, or not. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say, it's a great metaphor. I've never heard it before, and I appreciate that you're the first to use it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Like imagine like you go and you like there's a door into my head, like in Psychonaut or something. And the inside yeah. is like a head house and there's like a bunch of chickens all laying their eggs and then like every soft one will pop and a bunch will pop. And then, yeah, it's like, that's my, <laughs> that's my explanation.
0: Well, I mean, if we're talking about Psychonauts, if Raz goes in there and brings that piece of bacon to get the old dude out, I mean, that's a good complete breakfast right there. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, all right, Joni, before we get started, I must ask the Icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art
1: opinion? Oh, I have many. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot. Um, One the the most the one that's the most divisive probably is like um i think every like all art happens by mistake i guess so i think really? that there's nothing yeah so <laughs> i don't think that art is real and i think that it's, i think it's it's a compilation of mistakes that you make and then eventually it turns into something you know, and that's true for everything.
0: I, I definitely want to elaborate on this more. Cause I, that is a take. I've never even heard it before, but like, as you're describing it, it makes sense. How did, like, how did you come yeah. up with that? Like decision more, more opinion, more than anything else. Like what made you realize well, that?
1: One, I guess doing my own stuff, but then also observing over time. I kind of like think that you can kind of look at, uh, like I was talking about like the hen house idea earlier. It's like, um, when you come up with ideas, they're kind of, they're, a lot of the time it's not something that you were planning on having like, uh, or like, like, I don't know, like inspiration strikes very accidentally inspiration strikes kind of at random.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and a lot of the, so even if something is like super planned out or whatever, um, like, like, I don't know. I always like, uh, Oh my God, I'm really sweaty right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, okay. Like even if something's really planned out, it's usually very, um, the inspiration struck at random. There's like a, uh, there's like a a chain of events that happen in your brain that's accidental. Like you didn't know it was going to happen. And I think that when you start to embrace uh, the kind of random reality of art and how it how it like f- like how it just doesn't make any sense and it just like it just kind of like happening to you almost like yeah. <laughs> like kind of like you're channeling a higher being almost. No, I I, tell, um, I, I totally think, get
0: what you're talking about at that point. Yeah, but... yeah.
1: Like there's kind of like a there's kind of like a like you're like you're not as an artist, you're not just um creating, you're you're channeling your your thing you're like your your things are being filtered through you, like your the your surroundings, uh your inspirations, everything is just kinda of, you're being uh <laughs> like you're being kinda of, uh smacked around. And I think <laughs> uh yeah. It's okay. like it's complicated and also I can I, if I were in a If I had prepared, I probably would
0: have. No, no, that's perfectly fine. Uh, fine. I was going to say.
1: Also, I hate most movies. That's my other unpopular (laughs) opinion.
0: I mean, it certainly helps whenever you you're watching movies, and you certainly know. Oh, I would have done it like that. Like, I know for me, I, I'm a I'm a filmmaker as well. Um, I've made yeah. short films and such. So, like, as I'm watching the film, like, it's completely ruined for me because I'm watching something. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh, that could have been done like this, or like, why do they do that? that that's ridiculous. like not <laughs> with this kind of angle, something like that. Like, I it is completely ruined the the movie watching experience for me more
2: than anything
1: yeah, yeah. else. Totally. <laughs> I was gonna say I where... love Cat in the Hat, two thousand four or whatever, two thousand five. Mm -hmm. the Mike Myers vehicle. I'm a big fan of that. That's another unpopular one I have. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, (laughs)
0: yeah. I I, I just wanted to elaborate on one last little point when it comes to the, the art is basically a bunch of mistakes or whatnot. Is that something that you've, I'm not going to say, is that something you have more or less incorporated with some of your stuff? Like, was there stuff that you may have like planned at some point that you like, no, wait, this works a lot better by mistake, like a mistake Um, happened or, you know, some long lines of that. Is that something you've embraced yourself?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, my entire uh, process from beginning to end is really informed by intuition and like essentially like kind of following paths um, that I, that I so like for example, when I started writing um Barbara Westchester mm-hmm. the movie I'm working at right now um I literally quit my job to start working on this thing <laughs> I, oh, like really going uh, and I literally had no idea how it was going to end and I had no idea what even like most of it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um but I knew that there was like a core element that I felt like was important and that I wanted to express. It was like a like and it was inspired by a lot of things that had happened happened in my life and whatever. And I was like I, I noticed that there was something kind of interesting or powerful about the observations I was making. Okay. So I was like, I'm just gonna see what happens if I dedicate my entire life to putting this together basically. Um, and now it's like a full movie (laughs) it's like it's all there Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to get there but the the intuition and the and the um the gut impulses all got me into the point where i have like a full movie ready to go and i'm making it now and it's kind (laughs) of like that's kind of the whole thing about what i do even like when it comes to animation specifically or like the backgrounds or whatever i'm like i try not to go into it with any idea Mm -hmm. or any um for the most part like of course you have to have ideas but it's like more like when I start doing a specific task or whatever, I'm going into it um, in a, in a, in a way where I'm trying to mostly rely on my intuition and mostly rely on mistakes or like, um, like, like most of my drawings, for example, like, I really, I really like love expressive gestural stuff, but then also I'll like make a mistake on my way or whatever, or like draw in a way that I don't really care for or something, okay. but I'll keep it because I'm like, <laughs> like, firstly I'm trying to move fast also, but secondly, um, I think somewhat in the process of using mistakes, there's something uh that happens that's really interesting, and I get really excited by like this is something that like I get excited by the idea of like something existing that you couldn't exist without like uh a lot of like outside influence or whatever so like or whatever or like whatever like so the idea that this drawing has been fucked up by my, by like me, like like me shaking my table or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate that into the final thing now. Cause that's like, cause a part of it is like, uh, trying to, uh, capture, uh, real life as I experience it, you know, like to some extent. So, <laughs> and to me, it always feels very, um, like, I'm like, nothing is in my control and nothing's in my, in my, like, I'm not able to, uh, you know, I'm not able to like, uh, like, uh, you know, it's not even my control. So it's like, there's, so for me, a really uh, exciting thing for me is to try and make that happen somehow in the art that I make to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, like the the story itself and the process of creating it, it's like all like me trying to get something out in a way that like, (laughs) that is kind of uh, just... It's like it's reflecting life in a way that things don't reflect usually reflect life. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, that's my ramble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's perfectly fine. Ramble
0: all you want. I was gonna say real quickly the you know outside influence making some of the better things in art. That's basically how I come up with the teasers for this podcast anyway. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, art is basically I guess a chain of mistakes. Is that a, a hill you're willing to
1: die on? Mm-hmm yeah all right then at least mine is at the very very least mine is all
0: right at the very very
1: least that's why i can be so productive
0: i mean that's that's the thing of opinion everyone has their own but with that i cannot think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone i'm your host nathan raglan uh feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer uh merch is now available links in the description also follow us on twitter for any future updates and guest announcements including today's guest She is an animator and filmmaker with a unique art style that's worked with the likes of Predator, making the feature-length animated film Barbara Westchester set to release later this year. Welcome to the podcast, Joni Phillips! Joni, how you doing today? Hi. (laughs) Hello. I'm happy to be
2: here. It's very
0: exciting. Well, well, I'm happy to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to sit down and chat. Um, I know for me personally, it was like seeing... uh, my first attention was seeing the teaser for Barbara Westchester. And like, ever since I've seen that, I've just been like hooked to, to learn more about you and you know, what better way to start with that than going more or less with the origin story, not just a barber, but for Joni as a whole, how exactly <laughs> did you get interested in art and animation as a whole?
1: Well, so I was kind of like, as a child, I was just kind of obsessed with animation to begin with and kind of just would watch it all the time. Um And it was, just something that i really liked obviously like just kind of casually and then i was you know i started doing like lego animations when i was like in middle school okay. actually no, when i was like eight when i was like eight years old i started doing lego animations and then i kind of got good at that uh, and i, and I kind of was like i i i always wanted to like make it like make like drawn animation though and i started to teach myself that too because i was also homeschooled for a while like when i was a kid and through high school until my junior year. Okay. Um, I was homeschooled, so I had a lot of time on my hands. So I could basically uh, just work on this stuff and kind of figure out how how to do things. And I would st- and like, because it was kind of hands off, so I could kind of just do whatever I wanted. Uh, and as long, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't a good and it, it didn't it didn't make me very smart, but <laughs> it made me smart a different way, I guess, in a in, a, in an artistic context. So, like, I uh, so I was making, like, full films when I was, like, in middle school, early high school. I eventually taught myself drawn animation and then went to this high school program called CISA um, when I was 16. And that kind of changed my entire perspective on art completely because it was okay. run by a lot of experimental animators um, who um, are just incredible people, like, in general, and also incredible artists. Um, and my entire kind of worldview was, um, completely shifted by them in a really good way. Um, okay. and I went twice, one summer and the next summer. Um, and then I applied to CalArts and got in for experimental animation. Nice. And then after that, oh, and then like directly after I, I got accepted there, I not even, I wasn't, I, did, I was about to graduate high school and I haven't, I have not yet. Uh, and then I. Pitch. I just saw that Frederator had uh, like they were doing like a shorts program again, mm-hmm. um, and I decided to just I wanted to try and pitch to it just as a practice run yeah. kind of because I was like oh, I want to pitch stuff eventually I might as well try that, and then I did and they're like oh actually let's do uh, yeah this is good let's we like this <laughs> uh, so then I started uh, school at CalArts and the Frederator short at exactly the same time and I spent about three years working on the Frederator short or two years I guess wow okay and then also working at school. That my, while I was doing the Fred Rider thing, I was also, I made Goodbye Fever Party, which was my kind of my first foray into like doing log, long form kind of dramedy weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh And it was like 20 minutes long. And then I did um Earth is Flat. And both of those films were the first two in my Wasteland series. Mm-hmm. And kind of the idea was that I kind of went into CalArts with, because I knew that the general like structure of the program was you make a film every year basically yeah so my idea was i'm gonna make a bunch that are all related to each other and in the same universe just oh, kind of okay um because i knew that that was what because you had to make films anyway And general people just make different ones every year and just don't make them really related but i was like i really want to um do something i want to do something like really crazy because i i know how to do stuff already I, when i my like, little my first week there i was like I'm literally. Learned, I'm not going to learn anything here. I already know everything. <laughs> like, not to, not to two man harm. So I was like, I'm just going to try to like do the most insane shit I can. So basically, yeah. and I was like, because it was really, it was honestly like way over. Like, so I, I'm like, so at post colors I'm like two hundred thousand dollars in debt. To uh, so it's kind of it's it, and I kind of knew that going in as well that I'd be going into a lot of debt. So I was like, I might as well kind of just go fucking crazy. And yeah. so <laughs> I made uh earth is flagged goodbye for party dr sam laney's burden Mm -hmm. we're all dying in the wasteland and then uh in my in my final two years i made the final legs of the disciples of Essentia, and all those uh work together and create like a pretty like a kind of an abstract feature narrative feature film kind of about uh like being a person mostly Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: and then uh yeah and then since after i graduated I got a job at BuzzFeed doing uh, animations for Weird Helga, which was really really? fun. Okay. Yeah, so I did about I I was there for like five months, and I was trying to get other jobs while I was doing that. But I kind of felt like uh, there wasn't really a lot of space for me at the time in the industry, and I was kind of like, I I don't know. Uh, So I uh, basically I was just like, because I had started a Patreon before that, so I was like, I'll just start because I, I was trying to make a feature i was trying to make barbara westchester which is another idea i had as a feature film and i wanted to make it forever and i was like i'm just gonna make it so i started uh while i was working there i started a patreon and i kind of started i was like i might as well just like save money while i'm here and then quit and then just go do independent stuff and so i did that and then uh, i was having trouble writing barber when i when i left my job so I was like i'll make a 10 episode series that's kind of like a prologue to it based on another idea I have, which is called Secrets and Lives and Town of Sinners, yes. uh, and I spent five months doing that, um, and it's all up on YouTube now, mm-hmm. and then for the past, since I finished that, I've been working on the Barber feature, and it's going pretty well, mm-hmm. and like doing some other stuff with my friends too, at this like weird little studio we made called Herbert Starbase Studios, right. and it's really cool. Uh, we're making like a bunch of stuff there. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty fun nice yeah i i just want to say i usually say this
0: jokingly with my guests but i think you just about answered just about everything i had planned for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean we're definitely gonna go a lot more in depth with like all the yeah, stuff yeah. as a whole it's just i you know i asked about the origin story you gave me the entire story which i am for. yeah it's, um,
1: a very, it's a very uh it's a very uh broad version of it yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, with all this stuff, like, this is stuff that you're passionate about. So, like, why, you know, just gush about it. Yeah. Go all out with it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, I, I do want to backtrack a little bit. I know you said about this, uh, like, the experimental animation classes that you took in, like, high school, stuff like that. Was mm-hmm. that more or less, like, an inspiration for your art style and, like, for how you tell a story as a whole? Like, what would you say is, like, a major inspiration on that?
1: Um, So, basically, so my... Teacher and our friend Lori Damiano. Mm-hmm. Um, she, actually, she, te- she, doesn't teach at anymore. Every like the CISA program has been completely re- like rethought out, and it's um, not. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. Whatever. It's um. It's different now. Mm-hmm. And basically, Lori, when she was there, um, really, um, she talked a lot about basically like the like certain like ways of creating narratives that are kind of based in trying to create a story around stuff that's happened to you in your life or um, emotions that you feel like being kind of, it's like an intuitive way of storytelling she would talk about. Um, And I really, really resonated with it and just really um, got excited by it. And I had a bunch of other teachers like um, Javier Barboza, Mm -hmm. um, who um, he's an amazing animator. Um, He, he worked a lot. I don't know if he still does this, but he, at the time, Uh, he did a lot of shorts that were essentially um, basically like 2D drawings standing up in 3D space kind of like stop motion um, but with 2D drawings that are standing up Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed with that so he kind of showed me how to do that when I was there and I I was just like because I was really obsessed with like the idea of um, kind of like like mimicking um, space with drawings and like trying to like really, just excited by the idea of like drawing, standing up or like having shadows on them or whatever. Um, so that was so he like that program really kind of and then the multiplane I also learned there and everything. Um, and it just got it got me really really like excited about about like everything that I could do with animation because I, I it, it was way even more than what I just said. There was so much more that they were showing us, um, and it was really like eye opening like like <laughs> like not just in animation itself and like all the different techniques and everything, but also um like the the way that the stories were working and like kind of the there's like a lot of non-linear narratives or abstract animation or like just stuff that was um really uh like not like anything i had seen because at that point i probably the most experimental thing that i ever saw was like Edda and eddie or something you know right, right like right. uh but that was like my favorite thing also but <laughs> like uh uh like i like it was like i had pretty much only seen like tv cartoons growing up or like like feature length movie like the i mean like animated movies um so it was kind of like you like you it was like like i don't know like getting like a more refined palette or something i don't know like oh when it comes to like with with like what kind of thing so that that just like um made me go fucking crazy i was
2: like
1: yeah it made me so excited about everything um and like that's why i went twice because usually they don't um have people they don't have kids come twice but i really like wanted to go again so i like reapplied with like and i'd like been i went like fucking crazy in like the like, year in like the year they gone past i'd like done all this like these weird shorts and everything and they were really excited by that and then i went again and i was and then i went fucking bonkers when i was there and did this like and did like all this fucking insane shit I was, it was very it was very um like it was very it was very like an exciting time for me because I was like, oh, like I can there's so much shit I can do. It's like it's like there's not like I don't like there's not just like one avenue in which I can do things. There's like so many different ones and they're all and it's like, yeah, so <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of the, yeah. the thing about it.
0: I can also imagine for you that was probably like the turning point of this just going, you know, Oh my gosh, animation is cool to wait to like, wait, I can actually make my own stuff. I can actually like yeah, exactly, make what I truly want to make. Like I can only imagine yeah. how surreal of an experience it was for you then. So, yeah, I mean, I,
1: cause again, I hadn't been making films for a while because I started when I was like eight right? and I got pretty good. I'd been, I'd been posting online even like uh, before that. Okay. But I think, um, I, all I had done was like, you know, just kind of traditional drawings and like traditional animate like stop motion animation, um, and combinations of both. And I was already excited by the idea of like combining things and like trying to like figure out ways to, um, <clears throat> yeah, like combine, combine different mediums and whatever, but I just had never seen like the kind of the vast, uh, kind of possibilities, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you know, as we're going down this little path, you've got through those classes, you get the Cal arts, About the same time, you, we had talked about, you mentioned it, but you actually got, uh, an, I, is it an internship with Predator.
1: you said, or, um, No, i created, I, uh, I pitched and directed a short there. There we go. Which so right, right before I, um, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> um, sorry. I had a bunch of limeade before this. So, mm-hmm. you know, it really clogged on my throat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like, right before I graduated high school, um, they, they had opened up pitches for Go Cartoons, which was their, because they have, like, they have, like, short incubators, Mm -hmm. um, so they make a bunch of pilots, um, and whatever, and and, you know, people come in and pitch them or whatever, and then they make them. Um, and I pitched the, this, uh, one called Rachel and Her Grandfather Controlled the Island, um, and I don't know, like, I wasn't really expecting much going in, but then they, um actually liked it and then I was like, Oh fuck, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so direct so while I was at CalArts, I was also directing that short, um, this like five minute pilot for Rachel and her grandfather Control the island. Right. Which I um I think a lot of people know me from that mostly at this point.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, Fredder is a big name and for a lot of people, especially if they want to see, like, you know, Bravest Warriors and being Puppy. Yeah, and all yeah. the that came from that, like, that would be one of the things that'd be along there. And I've actually, uh, you know, like I said, while I was doing my research, I actually sat down and watched that among with all of your other stuff. And my goodness, like, it was, a, it was a funny, like, fun little concept more than anything else. How did that, like, come to you? Was it something that you just came up just for the pitch, just to say that you pitched <laughs> it? Or was that something you've been toying with a little bit beforehand?
1: Oh, I've been, I've been, I got, because I've been doing something since I was, since I was, like, eight. And I actually have been thinking about same idea since I was like around eight years old. I've like been doing, it kind of was like a long progression of um, the same idea, but just in different iterations. Okay. And I kind of started with um, this idea called Jeffrey and the Old Man, which was kind of because at the time, a lot of Lego animations were featured, like two guys sitting on a couch uh, talking and like talking about video games or something. And I kind of hated that. Even as a child, I was very critical of things <laughs> so uh so i was like i'm gonna make one that's like weird basically so i and it kind of it was kind of back to the future i guess this was before Rick and Morty came out, so it was actually okay. and i hadn't seen i hadn't seen back to the future, but to me it was like an original idea uh so so but it was like an old man who makes inventions and this like normal guy who he keeps like abusing it's very it's actually very- it's very similar to Rick and Morty. Okay. But Uh was not inspired by it because it didn't exist, as far as I knew. But, <laughs>
0: Either you're a time traveler uh, you're just not telling us. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. <laughs> uh, but then it kind of turned into uh, this other idea called Rachel and Jeffrey and the Old Man. And that turned into Rachel and the Old Man. And I was like, it's weird that she's hanging out with an old man, so I'll make it her grandpa. And then like, <laughs> uh, and then I got to that point where it was Rachel and her grandpa. And then I... um. I was about to pitch it, and I was like, I have no idea what the story would be. So I was like, I'm just because I was really obsessed with um, Edward Snowden at the time when I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and thinking about like government conspiracies and stuff. And I was like, Oh, well, I'll make it like they're do- like they're just doing that. <laughs> they're, basically, they're basically trying to they're trying to uh, control everything. So that turned into Control the Island, and then yeah (laughs) okay Um, and now it's
0: completely different (laughs) oh it's completely different now so it's something you're still toying with and hoping to make it to this day
1: yeah Yeah. uh yeah so i'm actually i'm developing a pitch for it right now kind of on my own okay um and i'm pitching it around right now actually um it's like it's called the peninsula siblings um and basically i took rachel from control the island um and then gave her four siblings based on my own um, and basically it's more like a Wonder Pat situation now where it's kind of like they get calls from people around the peninsula They live on
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they go and answer their problems and stuff they, like go and like fix their problems And it kind of it's kind of like a more it's kind of like a more traditional kids show okay. uh, Which is kind of funny because it feels like uh, seeing my stuff It probably doesn't seem like I would make a kid show, but I'm actually really excited by that <laughs> idea So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm doing it. That's what I'm doing with that But yeah <laughs> Well, I
0: was gonna say it's a fun little way to segue. If people have seen Goodbye Forever Party, I think you can make a kids show work. Um, so, <laughs> but with that, I actually want to go into talking about uh, Wasteland, this five-part basically miniseries, yeah, yeah. you know, I guess feature in a way that you put together. I know you said, you know, going into it, like there was always a plan for there to be somewhat of a connection between the stories
1: somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I made I made Earth is flat first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't super happy with it, but I was like, again, I'm going to kind of commit to this idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So kind of the, if the first idea I had after that was, like, oh, I'm going to make a short about, like, the piano player, um, which I didn't. So I, I kind of just shelved that, but then I brought it back for We're All Dying in the Wasteland. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I going into Goodbye Fair Party, I was like, okay, so it's going to take place in the same, uh, you know, war map, war world thing. And then, like, basically... Um, and I knew I wanted to do it in pencil. I knew I wanted it to be like all traditional animation and stuff, um, with cutouts and whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to basically keep the landscape of the last film in mind and kind of try to imply that they're in the same world, but just these different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of how I started with that. And then I was like, okay, so <clears throat> when I finished *Goodbye Back to Party, I started working on Essentia, but I wanted to explore the the idea more of like the wasteland and then so i made those two other short films dr samuelini's burden and the All dying in the wasteland um while i was making essentia so it kind of it was like uh so those three kind of solidified the idea um and kind of the narrative that's going throughout it and then so i kind of wrote essentia because i was already just interested in making something with um based on heaven's gate and stuff but and I kind of found that a lot of what I was wanting to do with that story kind of related to the themes in Wasteland and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so this will be a pretty good finale to that, to kind of everything I've, I've set up, basically. Um, so I started working – yeah, so basically – yeah, it was a very long, long-form project. But it, it, I said, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. Uh <laughs>
0: No, I was going to say, like, it, it definitely worked out in the end because one of the things that, you know, if you, it, for those who have watched it, one of the major things that I think worked well for it is the fact that, like, even though it's a five-part series that is interconnected, the different styles that you use for each different shorts and stuff were absolutely incredible. Was that something that you were also planning on doing, or is that just more or less you experimenting to see just how far you can go with this?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, I think Earth is Flat was probably the most experimental one. It was basically. Um, I, sh- I kind of want. I went into Cal Arts with the idea that I wanted to make films that were, again, kind of like two D characters standing in three D space, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, like literally, like stop motion. But then, you know, as I went on, I was like, "Oh, stop motion is like fucking expensive." Oh, that's yes, fucking. Yes, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> uh, "I'm just gonna rely on drawings, basically." Um, so that's that's why Goodbye, Fur Party uh, is all drawn. But like Earth is Flat was kind of, yeah, it was like three D a 3d puppet and 2d puppets interacting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, in like real sets mostly. Um, and then a lot of like compositing and stuff. Um, but yeah. And then like, uh, goodbye back to Your party. Uh, I'm like, I was like, I still, I am still obsessed with, um, registered cutouts, which is basically, um, I, uh, 2D animate like traditional 2D animation on paper um, that's been cut out, but like the, it's registered to the peg bar still
2: mm-hmm. So there's a connect,
1: there's a line of connection to the to the peg bar where you drew where that registered it mm-hmm. Um, and basically so I was I was like I want to make a film with that. So I just did um, and then the second the Sam Lane's <laughs> burden and waste and we're all dying in the wasteland were both um, done digitally um, and I was just kind of trying to, exp- uh, the first, like Sam Lane's burn. I didn't too, I did, I made that in two weeks. So really? it was kind of rushed. I rushed it pretty hard, but, <laughs> and you can tell cause the char- yeah, the characters are, uh, there, there, there's not a lot of animation there. Um, and then with we're all dying in the wasteland. I was kind of trying to replicate a lot of the styles I had, I had established already with like my third party in Earth is flat which was kind of hard, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but now it would be easier now that, now that I know how to do it. By the time, it was me figuring out how to, how to do that. And then Essentia was registered cutouts as well for the most part and like traditional cutouts, so just like cutout drawings. But um, it was mostly registered uh, anima- registered cutout animation. Um, and basically I, had, I got a bunch of my friends to help me and I gave them basically like a full class credit for helping me basically. So well, basically... Uh, they would get three credits each to basically help me color and cut out the film mm-hmm. uh and basically so that all the color in the movie is uh taking my actual drawings and doing like watercolor over them oh, okay. um, like on top directly on top of the drawings, <laughs> so it's kind of it kind of uh, it's kind of like a dangerous way to do it but uh and then that yeah so then I think that's yeah I think that's pretty much it for that, yeah, so it was just. It's kind of all just trying stuff and seeing if it worked, mostly.
0: And I mean, it, it, at least for me personally, I think it worked not just from a, a art standpoint, but certainly from a storytelling standpoint. Because for me, I, when I sat down and watched it, and I'm going to say right off the bat, this is like my personal favorite out of all the stuff that you've made so far. Like, I, I am you. in love with Lace, Wasteland. I can only imagine just with all the time and effort that's gone into it. But like the story, more than anything else, was like the shining star for me, just kind of. Thank you. This, this this underlying message that you tried to that I assume you you went into it like trying to have that sort of speak more than anything else. How hard was it for you to really convey that? You know, not just for an animation standpoint, but for like you know this like drama comedy aspect that you were trying to go for.
1: Um, well, kind of like it was all kind of flying by the seat of my pants, obviously, because it was like, okay, now i okay, so now. Uh, now I'm making one about, about Lilith, now I'm making one about this character, now I'm making one about this character. Mm-hmm. Um, so each one was, kind of, the idea was like, I need to make each of these kind of stand alone, because firstly I was like, okay, I want them to be able to be able to watch them uh, removed from their context, but then I also wanted them to uh, have, again, like kind of progression of themes
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and progression of um, ideas and how they manifest, basically. So a lot of the themes in *Essentia* are kind of reflective of *Goodbye, third Party* in kind of an abstracted sense. So, like, kind of thinking about how can I tell a cohesive emotional arc without um, relying on the same characters and relying on, you know, and kind of shifting the perspective a lot. Mm-hmm. So, with *Earth Is Flat*, I took into I took it into consideration, kind of what are what are the themes I'm establishing here? What are what do I what do I think are the most important aspects of the story that I'm telling here um and a lot of those are reflected in goodbye favorite party and then they're even more so in Mm essentia and same with goodbye favorite party it was like um yeah so kind of when I started with essentia I was like looking at goodbye Fur party mostly and thinking about like how can I continue this idea this idea the ideas that are established here and like kind of like um you know like uh, kind of having things follow you and having things uh uh how how you how you can like go somewhere else and like still have the same problems and everything or whatever like uh taking all taking all the stuff i established there and then trying to make a larger point about it in Essentia so it's like building it's like it's like it's like building blocks kind of so it's like thinking about. Okay, so Earth is Flat says this, my Third Party says this. I want to then combine these and then bring it to a higher level of what I can say with those ideas. Um, and basic, so then, <laughs> like, uh, and same as I'll Burden also, that one as well establishes a lot of things that I tried to, bring. And, and wait, uh, so yeah, the first four are all, uh, are a collection of different ideas and themes that all relate to each other, but are all kind of uh, separated and Essentia is kind of the uh taking all of these and like <laughs> and using the 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 mess of stuff that I've established and then taking it to a conclusion. So <laughs> like if there's a structure there, but it's not like a traditional like point A, point B structure, you know? It's right. not like act one, act two, act three, but there's like um it's like a structure in that it uh it's like it's it's building on itself and it's thinking about what came before, and like, how can I make this work? And you know, how can I reuse imagery? How can I reuse, uh, you know? Because I also I also think very visually, mm-hmm. also. So it's like, um, and again, that's why most of the stories in Wasteland are um, very visual centric. Like a lot of the dialogue is kind of throwaway, um, and then like the main emotions are portrayed through like the facial expressions, or how how like they where they go, and like what the what they look at, and everything. And um, you know, the dialogue itself is kind of um, not meaningless. There's a lot of meaning to it, but it's very casual and it's very—it's um, not—it's um, not like dramatic dialogue. Yeah. It's like—it's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, like very straightforward. Like people kind of just trying to say stuff. Oh, like the the balcony scene in Goodbye, Fair Party, I think is kind of is, is a good example of this because mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, like Lilith is like, I just don't love you anymore or whatever, which is a very blunt way of saying it. But then, you know, like the way that she's acting, like and the way that she's uh expressing herself visually is a lot more nuanced and a lot more um specific than the things that she said. Same with like May, who's her girlfriend in, in the on uh with her mm-hmm. on the balcony. She's saying things that are very like like um like I don't I don't think you are sorry, I don't you know about these like very uh kind of surface level uh things about their relationship, but then kind of as you're watching her and then how she responds to it and then how she, you know, there are, there are it's a lot more nuanced and it's a lot more emotional. Um and that's kind of the idea of the whole thing is kind of to rely on the subtext as the main thing rather than the the text. So like the subtext is kind of the focus in a weird way. Like it's like and this is kind of the same thing with like Secrets and House Sinners, a lot of what was important to me in that as well was kind of like like what what the things they're saying that they're what they're implying is more important than what they're saying directly Mm -hmm. um and what like the implications of what you're being shown is more important than like what they're directly saying and like you know so it's kind of yeah it's like um so in wasteland it was kind of like again like i'm showing you a lot of characters who don't um, express themselves like a typical movie character or something, you know, like a typical like written character because I got a lot right. of it was, it was a board-driven movie. So it's like I'm literally, like I didn't write any scripts. I, I just entirely did storyboards for everything. Outlines and storyboards and that was it. So it was like for me like that because the focus, again, the focus was trying to use the imagery and use the, use what you're, like what, and like the editing and like the sound design and everything and kind of using those things to evoke um rather than to like try to tell you what what i want you to think it's rather trying to have you feel what i'm trying to say kind of
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah that's, that's kind of it
0: i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> no no then, i was gonna say it makes complete sense i just wanted to say real quickly like on top of all that like it, something that definitely resonated with me when watching wasteland as a whole is that you know even though these are some of the most like obscure scenarios that anyone's ever seen like for example with uh, Dr. Sam Mullaney's burning. I mean, the fact that a hot dog was in someone's eye. That's something that I don't think (laughs) has ever happened before. Um, But.
1: That you know of.
0: That I know of. I I haven't done that much research. I will give you that one.
1: (laughs) But, like, even with these. Look, everything I do is inspired by real life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because at at some point. uh, But (laughs) the, the point I was trying to get is, like, you know, with these, you know, out of this world, like scenarios, the fact that you have, like, quite possibly the most human representation I've ever seen in animation, like when it comes to like the characters themselves and how they interact with each other. Like that was the thing that definitely resonated with me as I watched, like, you know, and helped me better connect with the characters than like you said, watching a movie and seeing someone just like, you know, going all out with
1: the action,
0: you know, whether <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, like, so like yeah, like
1: I, I would think like, um, oh, this is like a recent movie, I guess, but like marriage story to me is kind of like the opposite uh, and because it it's kind of like very reliant on what they're literally saying, and like while the the char- like the characters the actors in the movie are, are very good and like expressive uh, in how they do it, a lot of or like uh, like, I, like I really I really don't uh, like things that rely too much on the words that the characters are saying in general. And I think like um you know like uh, like in that scene where uh, the guy uh, Adam Driver is like screaming at uh At um Scarlett Johansson Johnson. or whatever, uh, like he like he, like punches the wall and he goes like, every day I wake up and I hope that you're dead. and That's kind of like a that's like a very um, uh, that's a very like like that, outward. That's a very like w- that, that directly represents exact everything that you need to know about what how he feels. You know, mm-hmm. like every like and to me, and all that there is there's room for that, I'm not saying that like it's not valid or something, but I think right. for me. I prefer like um, so that where it's like it's like you 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 are looking at not the whole picture and you're taking what you can find with what you're given
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that's what so like <laughs> like, um, like like uh, my favorite movies are there's uh, this one by the Safdie brothers called like Daddy Long Legs It's um, okay. one of my favorites it's one of the early ones it's um, um not really readily available but I, I watched it on the criterion channel and like they took it off. So now I have it on DVD, but, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a movie about, you know, these, this like very flawed father character. And that's like, not a very, that's like a very, um, that's like a thing that shows up a lot in in cinema, but like kind of the, the way that they, they show it is through like, (laughs) like they show that it's a very, it's a very like emotional, it's emotionally driven movie Rather than the, like, so it's not relying, and, then, and that's also like again, like because they made Uncut Gems, for example, like their oh, okay. like their whole like um like they're they're about the feeling of the film rather than like what the words they're actually saying, and a lot of it's improvised, and a lot of it's like, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of the feeling that I get really excited about, and kind of what I try to uh put forward in a lot of time, a lot of my things is just like how can I make you feel rather than how can I like how can I make you feel it rather than how can I make you understand it you know <laughs> like that's kind of my feeling over over logic kind of is the idea
0: <laughs> well i think you definitely nailed that you know nailed that almost to a t when it comes to west wasteland because again like i said i the the main reason why i appreciate that one more than anything else is yeah you know, i again like i said you know i i i connected with it a lot more than a lot of the stuff that i've seen nowadays and so like to, mm-hmm. the, the fact that you're able to to convey that you know, even for something that, you know, you may look at or the others might look at some point and think it might be disjointed or it might be obscure mm-hmm. with all the stuff that and all the different things involved with it. Like at the end of the day, like it's a great story that people, if they sit down and like give it a chance, like really resonate with and I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Um
1: Yeah, oh, that's I- like one of the main things I was thinking about, I think, was um the idea of um like uh like I kind of purposefully wanted to make it very um yeah you know, like inconsistent like very like purposeful like uh consistently inconsistent and very
0: okay
1: um loose and everything and kind of that was the that was the <laughs> what i that's what I like also in general they like looseness and I like um I like disjointed weird stuff um so the idea kind of was like I want to figure out a way to have the audience be kind of removed from the story because they it's very obviously fake the whole time like you're very obviously. Watching something that was constructed by a person, mm-hmm. but then at the same time I want there to be like kind of this dissonance. So like 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 while you're you know it's fake while you're watching it, kind of like the most extreme version of an anime movie because it's like you watch the Little Mermaid or something, uh, and you know it's fake, but then you're you know there's a suspension of disbelief, right? um There's like kind of like you watch that and you're kind of because it's like consistent and because it's like realistically not realistically drawn, but you know what I mean, like. There's a more, like, you know, specific proportion. So, mm. uh, it's like, if <laughs> you watch that and you're able to kind of spend your disbelief to the point where it's like you kind of forget that you're watching anime animated movie for sometimes. But um for, this, for Wasteland specifically, I was like, I really want to m- make something where that element isn't there. Like, you're not suspending your disbelief. But then because visually you can't because it's changing and it's like shifting and it's obviously fake because it's obviously drawings and it's obviously someone scribbled this in it's obviously like you know those kind of things and then uh, like like and what while while that's happening i wanted like it to unden- undeniably feel real mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so like basically like the emotions that you're feeling and like the things that are that are happening are real they feel more real than like, like the execution of the the sound design or like uh like how they like go outside and there's like you know like you can hear you know it's like the sound design is yeah. very like literal or like whatever or very weird but uh like kind of like what what is realism was another idea that I was thinking about a lot mm-hmm. was kind of like what what is um because there's a lot there's you know the literal literal interpretation of what realism is is you know like you go outside and you just film it and there's someone like what like uh you know um like neo realist cinema uh like basically. Yeah is like, it's just, it's like a, you know, it's literally trying to portray how life is instead of like a cinematic version of life. Uh, so then mine like Wasteland essentially was like abstracted neorealism to the point. <laughs> so it's like kind of like several like different things. And then also like, it's like there's new real, new, new realist ideas in the way that the film is executed, but then it's completely, um, like fucked up by the fact that it's all drawings and it's all fucked up, crazy drawings that don't look real at all. Like I'm just very excited by like juxtapositions and complexities and like weird little, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling now. No, 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 you're fine. Go
0: go on, ramble, ramble, ramble. I love it. (laughs) No, I was going to say, I I just wanted to say real quickly, like, you know, with what you're talking about, like more than anything else, like, you know, yeah, it may be, you know, juxtapose and just join it or whatnot. But like, especially like the emotion that you feel with it, it's like real, it's authentic, it's something that you don't really get with a lot of cinema and animation yeah. at times, you know. So yeah, yeah. I I I' I'm happy say, to hear that. <laughs> well, I, I could I could shower on the praises for days when it comes to Wasteland. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I I do want to say one well, last thing about it real quickly. I need like the the music of Wasteland because it was beautiful, especially like the ukulele music, the the sailor one. That song oh, was yeah. just
1: absolutely gorgeous. Good lord. That was literally I uh my friend jenna caravello did that she was she helped me write the movie too okay. um and she she is amazing she's like mo- she mostly works in vr and um like vr games and stuff but okay. i um really uh wanted her to help me write the movie because i felt like um a lot of our conversations to me and a lot of the things like when i would, like, when she like when i showed her goodbye for a party while i was working on it a lot of her observations yeah. and a lot of um her like love her advice or like what a lot of her criti- critiques were very you could tell that she understood it yeah uh for what yeah. it was rather than like a lot a lot of the critique i would get at the time was very not getting on its level and understanding for it for what it was yeah. um and it felt like it was trying to a lot of the critiques i would get were very like missing the point a lot while it felt like with her it was like she not only understood but she would like get down on its level and like kind of like be like that's what Blah blah. This is like, like there's like this story. I uh, I always reference when I talk about it. It was like um uh like uh it's like Walt Disney or something. Like there's a story about him how he like uh like when he talked to kids or whatever he would like get down to their level and look at them in the eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like it's kind of like that. Like it kind of felt like she instead of like uh you know it's she would, like get down to the level of the movie and kind of be like this is what and like no see what it is for what it is or whatever. Right. Um and I got really. So I was like I, oh, she was one of the people who helped me um the other one was um, my friend in Michelle Ha huh, and she um was another uh close friend of mine who um they both so they both came on and uh and uh they both inspired Salise and Mira um uh, and we kind of uh I had so like they so they were really informing the movie itself and kind of how the characters were acting and stuff. Okay. So we would meet like every week and we would like brainstorm stuff and everything. But um basically so Jenna uh Basically for those for those songs, uh for the first one on the mountain, she um we kind of figured out all of Mira's backstory together and then um she just wrote a song from from the perspective of Mira, uh, you know, and then how so and then the second one was also similar, but it was like kind of just she was trying to distill kind of the themes of the movie and what we wanted to say with it mm-hmm. um kind of into uh, just one song. And I think it's a she does an amazing job. It's like very, um, it really, I think it really does it. It like, it's perfect, but yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like very, um, I always knew, I always I always knew that one Jenna to do music for it. I didn't know how intensely we would collaborate on it, but when I, it was like when I first came up with the idea, um, I was at a party and she was playing music at the party for everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was like, it was literally just the songs that she wrote for the movie, but just different ones, basically. Okay. Um, like in the same style and everything. And I was like, I have to have that in something. I have to have that in something. Like she's like amazing. So, cause I didn't know that she could sing. I didn't know that, I didn't know that she could sing before that. So I was like, oh, wait. Okay. So this is like, I'm going to try and figure out a way to like have her do something for like the movie you want to make. And then, so then mm-hmm. just kind of went from there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I was gonna say one last thing when it comes to, to Jenna's music real quick. If she could find a way to release those songs that she sung on there, I would be eternally grateful. Because I, like say said, especially the O Sailor one at the, at the end, I fell in love with that song. Yeah. So hardcore.
1: <laughs> I have, um, I have the soundtrack for the movie on my band camp. It's uh, like, okay. Thank I'll, you send for- you a, I'll send a link right now.
0: Thank yeah. you for giving me that heads up. And I, if, for those that may be listening or whatnot and curious, I'd be more than happy to include that in the description as well, as well as some of your other links, which we'll talk about at the cool. end of the podcast. It uh, should be that one. Not I'll be sure to check it out just in case later on. But anyways, cool. now, that, now that we've basically talked as much as we could about the wasteland, let's talk about something a little bit more recent. The, uh, the wonderful 10 part series that you developed secrets and lies in the town of sinners. Now, you said this a little bit, was this a concept you kind of had, like, was this always meant to be like a prolong for your feature length that you working on? Or was like, was that, that concept for the series kind of been, has there always been an idea for a series like that?
1: Well, yeah, basic. So, um, when I was working on goodbye for very party, actually I was doing, um, these like character design exercises just for fun. Cause I like to draw, I really love drawing. So I was just doing them. Um, And I was, my, my goal was just basically to design a bunch of different families. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, these are are really fun. I want to do something with these really badly. Um, and basically, um, I just like gave it, I was like, okay, I want to make a game with it. I want to make like an online game, like an online flash game where it's like, um, where it's like a map and you click on them, (laughs) you click on all the houses and you like go in and like, and like peek through all their stuff and like figure out like drama that's happening behind the scenes, you know, like, through, like, all the little things you can pick up, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the original idea, it was, and it was it was called Secrets and Lives of Time of Sinners. Uh, and the main difference was that there was, like, a gossip hole outside of the town uh, where a little pink man lived, and if you clicked on it, he would come out and be like, what do you want to hear the gossip about? And then you'd click on the name of the family that you wanted to gossip about, and then he would tell you a bunch of, like, really, like, intense, weird secrets about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh and i really i really wanted to do something with that uh it's basically all the same characters that were that are in the in the show now but um just earlier versions of them um and then me and my friend in who uh who also helped write essential mm-hmm. uh we were uh she wanted to collab with me on a game for this for the Calarts expo um which, uh, which was basically just like, it was like for tech, it was like for tech stuff. And I don't know, I, I don't know tech stuff. I'm not very, uh, you know, computer, I'm not a very computer person. Uh, so I, uh, basically, so, but she was, uh, her idea was that we're gonna make a VR game. Okay. So then I was like, oh, what about, what about this? What, what about this idea? And I kind of brought up Secrets and Lies and Test So we tried making a game about that and we spent like a whole semester working on it. Um, but it was awful. It was like an awful game. It was, uh, just completely terrible. There was a, I made a really funny cutscene for it for like the beginning
2: okay. where
1: it's essentially the professor character, the, 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 the Dean character who shows up in episode six
0: mm-hmm. to like
1: fire the professor. Oh, uh, he, it's, it's like a cutscene about him singing a song about how he's going to start at college. And then basically the, the premise of the game was that you were the you were the dean and you were trying to get everyone to go to Harvard Land University? Oh um, okay. so you would basically go up to all these all the different families and then you click on them and then they go like, like I want I, like if I go to college, I want to learn this, do you have this? And then you could like answer a question about it. And if you click the right one, then they would they would like go flipping into like a box in the background, basically. So it's like there's like a box in the middle of the of the town that represents the college. And if you clicked the right one, they would they would like flip very like like very uh very poorly animated like like just into the box. Uh and if you click the wrong one, then it there like a, a portal would un- open underneath them and send them to hell. Um, and, <laughs> dramatic, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh and it was funny. It was definitely like a funny game. It was just that it wasn't good. Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's very embarrassing. Uh we even had like help from our teacher, and it was just very like it didn't didn't work very well because uh, we were kind of more focused on making the animation look funny than like thinking about how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it wasn't bad. uh, It was buggy more than anything else. (laughs) Yeah. It just just did not work. It's not something you can play. It's like very poorly put together. Um, (laughs) And then um, I kind of kept it in mind. Um, And on the side I was working on Barber on side, while I was working on a, on on Wasteland, I was also working on all these like, different ideas at once.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I was developing Barber separately from that. Um, and then I was se- and separately I was working on like a short with um with Dacia and her friends and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made two short. I made like two animatics for two shorts with the with separately about those two characters, about Dacia and the one about Barber. Mm-hmm. Um. they're very very different than how they are now but it was very early um and then when i started writing the so yeah when i was like i want i was gonna make a feature about barber anyway
2: Mm -hmm. um and i was like
1: i'll just use all these ideas i had before basically um and i um what i do oh yeah i so i just kind of uh was like i'll do 10 episodes um as a prequel to the, to the movie I want to make and kind of establish Barbara as a character and establish where they come from and establish why everything is happening in the movie. (laughs) Cause it was just like, uh, when I first started writing it, I only knew what happened at a certain point, like probably at like the 20 minute mark. I knew what, like what was happening
2: Mm. like
1: 20 minutes into the movie, but I didn't know what was happening before any of that. Mm. So I was like, I need to figure out like, (laughs) like what, like where Barbara starts and like why they're doing what they're doing and like why, all this stuff is happening. I need to establish a bunch of stuff. So that was the idea going into that. So I just basically took the title, Secrets, Land, and Town Centers. I took the character designs and everything and just kind of slowly constructed um, like a general overview of how the series would work in my head. And then like I wrote all that out and then like kind of week by week just made a new episode about each of the different characters or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just kind of, yeah, and then slowly, uh, and I kind of slowly figured out how to like uh, bring it all together and then <laughs> now it really like it really made the barber movie like way way better having done all that work but, because i now i like i kind of when it now i have like all this context and i can be like okay here's all the, all the themes that i established before here's all the you know
2: because
1: <laughs> I, I work very well when i have stuff to build off of so um because a lot of a lot of my ideas a lot of the way that I work is kind of based in uh, a lot of like improv ideas, or a lot of like concepts you learn in improv.
0: Okay.
1: Um. So like, that's <laughs> just how my brain works at this point. Um. And it's like, so having like things I can bounce off of really helps me. Um. But yeah, so I spent five months doing, uh, secrets and lies, and then I immediately started working on barber after that. And now barber is around like an hour and fifteen minutes right now. Um, okay. And it's very. There's a lot. There's. Uh, it start. It starts in the same town, and then it leaves the town, and then it goes other places. And it's just. It's a very. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of. Um, just thinking about stuff. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> fair enough. I'll say fair enough. I, before we jump to to Barbara, I just want to say a a couple things about secrets and lies. You know, town centers. Um, I want to say real quickly. Uh. More than anything else like for me with uh with the series as a whole like the 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 character studies like each character like no matter how big or small their parts are they're very memorable with how you were able to portray them um especially in how you replace some of them um <laughs> but, uh-huh. but like you know i I know you said to start off with like just you know simple character concepts, but like how much uh time and effort went into making sure that you know these stories that you're telling and the characters that you were putting out there was more than just you know hey random people. You know, like, ha, like mm-hmm. how I'm trying to think of a good way to word this. Words are wonderful, aren't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> now, how much time and effort went into making sure that you know a, a story was there present, and like making sure that you know all these characters, like they have a purpose, they have a reason to be there mm-hmm. rather than just being there.
1: Yeah, I mean, so firstly, I would like again, kind of going back to even like the VR idea. It was like a lot of like what you're seeing on the surface isn't the isn't the important thing kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of like what is happening. what what are they saying and what is it implying and what kind of going into kind of the structure of the whole thing is um cause was kind of inspired by like <laughs> like uh, uh this is because the title itself was secrets lines kind of Sinners" and that was kind of think- so it made me kind of already think about like religious stuff yeah. um and because i grew up like heavily religious Um, as you can probably tell by everything I've been, but, um, it's like very, uh, the idea, it was kind of like to take, um, the idea of a parable, like the kind that Jesus told in the Bible and kind of, um, kind of structure everything in a weirdly similar way, um, where like what is literally being said, isn't the point. It's more of what everything symbolizes. And what it kind of means on a, on a subtextual level.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: like when you think about the kind of parables that Jesus told in the Bible, there are a lot of like double meanings or things that make, make sense contextually to people who are listening at the time, but don't make sense to us in the mo- in the modern context mm-hmm. until you learn what the contexts are. Um, and then kind of also, so like um, you know um, uh, for example, like I guess like the Good Samaritan story is probably a good example of this, where it's like. On the surface, it's kind of about oh, you should like help people or whatever. <laughs> but then, secondly, on the on the under on an underlying level, there's like a lot of so so like so, like like a kind of criticism of the way that people like kind of like like kind of like tribalism and stuff and kind of like um, how like a lot of people were um, like Samaritans at the time. I think were so the, were I think this is my memory of it. Were um <laughs> like the the uh, People were like very um, uh, racist towards them, basically, and kind of like ha- like were kind of very skeptical of, of Samaritans. Um, so the secondary meaning is kind of like breaking down that as an idea and that like uh, like like how you know there's so there's a lot like in kind of um, I'm I'm like really into Gnosticism, so there's a lot of there's a lot of other stuff uh, involved there as well, but. That was kind of the idea, was just kind of taking the the, that kind of concept and and structure of telling a story, um, and kind of bring it into the way that I tell stories at the same time.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So like kind of uh Mm -hmm. the idea was that basically all the stories in Mm Secrets and Lies and Townsenders are in some capacity a parable about something. Mm -hmm. Or um or are more about the implication that of what they're saying and why they're doing things or, you know, like what, what is, what are, what they, what are they implying when they say this? What are they implying when they do this? Like kind of structuring these stories around those ideas, Mm -hmm. um, around around trying to use those things as as the, as the most important thing about the stories I'm telling. Um, so like, for example, like the clay people, I think is a good example of this. Um, where it's like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, uh, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a very, sur- on the service level, it's kind of like an, AI, like a Steven Spielberg AI kind of thing. But there's also a lot of underlying meanings. We think about the context of everything that they've done and everything, how they're being used in the story and how, like, and what, what their purpose is and everything. There's a lot of things that you can imply and kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of implications and kind of, it's more about, like, when, like it's like kind of supposed you're supposed to it's but the idea is kinda of like that after you think about it, there's a lot of different avenues to each of the things that you're seeing um that you can kind of take away from. So um like with Fairly in Council or whatever, like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of like on the surface people are like taking Oh, it's very it's so sad that um th- this happened or whatever. But then it's also like, well, like if you <laughs> you know, there's a lot of like uh like with how he reacts and the way that you know and how they how they talk to each other and the way that there there's a lot of things being implied that are happening that you're not seeing
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh and like kind of the idea is to um like it's like like i don't know yeah so basically uh that was that, that might be that might be a part of it is that i was trying really hard to define the characters as much as i could and figure and figure out how to imply the underlying uh, stuff that was happening with them, right? Um, without directly saying it. So, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. That's that's. I think that's probably. And then basically, and then also, that kind of ties into, um, I guess the barber movie in general, also mm-hmm. because that's also really structured, uh, like, like personal personal stories being told.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Um, the way that the Barber movie is structured is mostly it's just Barber, Barber's life. But then there's also a lot of characters who they meet who then kind of talk about... Um, they give Barber advice, basically, and then they cut away to um, guest animation of characters kind of explaining how they deal with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the idea is that the entire movie is like Barber doing that to someone else. So it's like... Uh, so you're watching... Barber trying to explain from their perspective how they got to the conclusions that they've gotten to over time. So like like about life. So okay. and then like that's also what Barber is experiencing in the movie is people explaining that to them, and that kind of. So, I get really I get really excited about this kind of thing. I guess because it's like, um, kind of like different ways of of characterizing character like giving characters traits or whatever like yeah. or what like very like specific to the outside of what you're seeing because then because to me like in real life too this is how life works as i've experienced it is the way that people are acting um is always like you know it's like the way they're acting right now is an accumulation of everything that's happening that you're not seeing you know mm-hmm. so like if like and this is like true for me as well where it's like i like when i um I've like you know there's been a lot of times where I've exploded at people or I've like done things like that where it's like you know like 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 uh there's an explosion of of emotion or something or something, and it's like but then like you know like if you and the pe- the people don't see like the 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 other things that are happening behind the scenes and everything that that is accumulated to this, they're just experiencing what's happening in the moment, but there is all this context that you're not seeing that's kind of the idea of like writing these characters is like um all of them are like like the idea is that their lives are are way outside of our you know of of what we can see because again like as an animator the idea is like because you know i only have so much time to animate these things i only have so much like uh you know like like length of the of the of the film to
2: right show
1: you things so it's like okay well there's so many there's so much else about these characters that i want to show you but i can't so then what can I do to imply it? And what can I do to make you feel it and make you understand it in another sense? Um, and like, also it's like, it's like, I'm just rambling, but it's like kind of the, the the idea is just that like, um I'm looking for opportunities. I'm looking for, I'm looking for, for avenues in my work to explore those kinds of ideas in ways that are um, like, less literal. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. So yeah, I guess when it comes to trying to make memorable characters, it's kind of that... Um, <laughs> I just... I, I do it to begin with, but then it's like... It's something that I try to do. Um, but then, like, I think maybe the reason why they stand out is because there's a lot that I've... I, there's a lot of work that i put into it um, that's subtextual and everything. Mm. And that's kind of... <laughs> I, don't know, I just kind of try to make characters who are very specific um and very like they they like they exist and you're like it's like it's like kind of like the idea, like in real life if you make a documentary about about someone, mm. um like if you make a documentary about a person, like if I made a documentary about you or something and I show I only showed, you know, I'm only showing like these this part of your life, right? Like I'm only showing this is what you're like. Oh, like, like they're making a podcast. They're developing, like, you know, like these things. These are all, these are all things. These are, these are all just like a part, like a very short part. There's like yeah. before you started the podcast, there's all the stuff that's happened before. Mm-hmm. There's also that's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then what's you're, what you're seeing right now is, um, all that we have access to. And because I'm the one who's creating every, element that you see and every element that you like because I'm I'm an animator, so I have to literally invent the whole world. I have to I have to invent how they all move. I have to invent how they all like blink and talk and do all these things. And mm-hmm. I have to I have to figure out who's voicing this character. What all these things. So it's like I have to be like so for me I go kinda like I, I like I, I kinda I kinda think of I think I try to think in the very like whole holistic sense when I when I when I think about things I'm like thinking about literally like everything (laughs) and then it's like it's a choice of what to show specifically Mm -hmm. and these points of points in time are like what what do i like what can i where in their life can i show you um and how and how can i use the these these parts of their lives to then um imply why they're like that or like why you know that's kind of the whole idea i guess that's a really
0: long-winded answer, I feel like. <laughs> no, it's, it's a long-winded answer, but it's one that perfectly illustrates the point that you're trying to go for. I mean, it's not just, Thank you know, you. Especially, like, I, again, I can only imagine for you, for any creator, for someone that's not doing something that's like, you know, New York or something like that, like, you're creating yeah. a universe right now, and you're trying to <laughs> yep. showcase as much of it as you can in a relatively short form relatively short form because i mean you know there's only a lot can happen in an hour fifty minutes i'm pretty sure we've been recording yeah. for an hour and 15 minutes and we've only scratched the surface on all the
1: stuff that you could potentially be talking uh-huh. about so, but, yeah, so i mean i'm the secrets and light of the universe is actually it's going to be a long-term project i've decided um it's gonna because i i kind of uh I have this whole idea of how the universe works, and it's kind of like because I've done a lot of like world building, kind of just like so. I've been tweeting a lot about the cone layer, and this goes mm. directly into it. This okay. uh, this works directly with it. Uh, basically, because the whole the the universe itself is like an onion. So basically, <laughs> uh, there's layers upon layers upon layers. So we're yeah. seeing one right now in the Barber movie and Secrets and Lies. We're seeing one layer of it. Um, and there's no router space. There's literally like another layer where no- more things happen, mm, um, and okay. they're separated by like domes and yeah. like and walls. So the sky itself is a wall, and then there's like stuff above it and above it and above it, and then the cone layer. Uh, 2026, the cone layer coming yeah. out. 2026. I'll, say, I'll, say, uh,
0: we'll, I'll say we'll definitely talk more about that here in a second. Yeah. I just want to say, I just want to say real quick and for you, like you're talking about like all these like, you know, layers and stuff like that. How does it feel to be a the God of an onion right
2: now?
1: <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> this, is really, this is what I, this is okay, cause I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, I've been kind of, uh, distilling everything that I think into kind of like, uh, a, am a, trying to teach my friends some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And basically, <laughs> i uh basically uh when i describe what animation is in general it's like you're literally um you're literally like a you're you're a, like a like a five-dimensional being moving through time and picking and choosing which parts of the like of of the 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 motion that you want to express mm-hmm. and you're choosing how the motion itself works and like how it and like so, you can like even if you're, you know, like you're you're literally world building in every part of the process. So like when you like when I, like for example with like barber and the way the barber blinks, uh, that's like an invention. Uh, you know, that's like an invention that I've created. Mm-hmm. That's that that comes into like how literally uh, does this? How is it timed out? How is it like you know? And it's like snapshots of existence that have been compiled and put into a timeline. So then it's like that's how I, that's how I think about it. So. <laughs> uh
0: it's kind of you know it's weird but (laughs) it's weird but it's always enjoyable to watch especially with all these ideas that you have finally manifesting at some point including the one that you're currently working on barber westchester we talked about Mm -hmm. this so much right now but let's actually get to the actual like Mm -hmm. the the guts of the project how long have you had this idea if i may ask i know you said that you know a lot of the stuff you've cataloged was this one of the ideas that you've had cataloged for a long while Mm -hmm. or is this okay i think since 2017 or
1: 2018 okay um and yeah, it was like it was when I was writing Essentia, I think that's when I started, mm-hmm. I think, or I don't remember. But it was like around then. It was a character that I drew um, while I was bored in a class, and I was like, <laughs> and I just was like, it was, I really like this design. I'm gonna name it Barbara Westchester, and I like, oh, was a story. Like I was, like, I want to give it a story. What What do I want this character? What uh, What do I want to happen? Kind of just like as a joke to myself, and like at the time, I was kind of like depressed about animation depressed about like being a coward and stuff and like okay. be you know doing all this stuff and i was like okay so basically they uh as like is the joke was kind of like uh that the character was based on me and that that but it was like an astronomer and basically they worked their whole life to go to nasa but then when they got there they found out that space is fake and nasa was a sham <laughs> so it was like kind of like an exaggeration of what i was going through Okay. Because <laughs> you know, it's not the same. It's obviously not the same, but it's like, <laughs> but it's you know, it's a a joking exaggeration of what that felt like. Okay. Um. So kind of like, um, <laughs> I kind of thought of it initially as a pitch for a show, and I actually pitched. I made an animatic and I made a pitch bible for, um, the show that I wanted to make around it, and I okay. pitched it to Adult Swim in 2018, I think, and they weren't really into it. So I kind of just was like. I don't know. I'll just put this in my pocket and I just kind of kept carrying it. And then when I graduated, a bunch of stuff happened that made me realize I needed to make it Okay. because a lot of, there's just a lot of things that were happening that were really, um, like kind of signs to me that I needed to make this movie. Um, and also I was just really like wanting to make another movie really badly because I guess like after, like I think people assume that like when you make, something long like i made a sentia it's 45 minutes long and it was hell to make it but when after i did that and then i went to buzzfeed and i had to make like one minute shorts the one, one minute one minute comedy shorts i was like so mad for some reason like i was like i can't be doing this i'm like i, I just think like, I, I need to be making something long or you make so, so like it's just like it's an addiction at some point like mm-hmm. if you if you make enough things by yourself that are like long you're just like i need to keep doing this so i yeah but basically so i pitched like a version of the movie to Netflix, and they weren't really interested in it because it was too weird. And I pitched it to like the kids version of Netflix, so they weren't really—they they were kind of confused by it. But like, it didn't. make, And also, the movie is like super adult, so I don't know what I was thinking. But like, <laughs> I mean, shoot the shot. That's that's why I always say, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, basically, so I, yeah, so I was just like when it came down to it. I was like, I just need to make this. And then, um, it, it was like, cause it was just like, there's a lot of things that were happening in my family life and in my, my like work life. And like, you know, uh, it was just like, I was like, I need to, I need to make something. I need to make something about uh, this character. And like the, like the, you know, <laughs> just everything about it. it uh, was just something that I felt was really important. And then, so yeah, I decided to, go indie with it but it took me a long time to get there it took me a long time of like figuring out ideas and stuff and what it is right now is like the result of like really just (laughs) trying really hard to, to, to express something So, (laughs) I mean, I so far with what little
0: that we have seen, at least on Twitter that you've shown us or whatnot, it's definitely a lot of hard work and effort, definitely paying off at this point because it looks absolutely incredible. How would you say that this movie that you're making right now? How is this different from anything else that you've made so far?
1: Um, it's funnier, I think. Like, okay, so it's like, I well, in my opinion, I don't know if it's actually funny. Um, Well, it is. It is. It's 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 more it leans more towards comedy, but it's also a horror movie. Oh, okay. um, it's like a horror movie in a way. It's also funny. It's like a funny horror movie, but it's all—it's like, it's like a cartoon horror movie, but it's really cartoony. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, I would say it's like kind of um, a mix of everything I've done. And it's like kind of like the, the like when people, <laughs> when I showed it to my friends, they're like, oh, this is like, you in juice form or whatever. like that was what my, one of my friends said it's like you if you were blended into a juice mm-hmm. this is what this movie is so it's like <laughs> yeah you know, that's kind of the i think that's kind of what it is overall just that it's like everything that i've done at the biggest point it can go and then also uh completely different so it's like mm-hmm. it's hard to explain uh it's very genre at the end of the day i think it's go. very um it's very hard to define because it's like it's all over the place, but I think it works, which is interesting. It's like very, um, cause like the first 20 minutes kind of establishing everything mm-hmm. that was established in secrets and lies. Um, but like in a different way, because again, it's like kind of from a different perspective than secrets mm-hmm. and lies was. So there's kind of like a different take on how the world works and everything. So it's like, um, so, okay. and then, you know, like, like around the 20 minute mark is when everything goes crazy and then like uh and then it, go, it gets even crazier after that and then it's like and it's like a lot of jokes and a lot of like weird characters and a lot of like it's kind of like um my friend described it or compared it to like the holy mountain if you've seen that where it's like um there's a lot of like weird characters showing up and talking <laughs> okay uh so there's a lot of that there's a lot of um and then the ending is like all symbolism and all crazy <laughs> it's very uh, it's very uh i don't know i just i think it it works in a really weird way it's definitely there's definitely nothing that i can think of that's like it so i'm very happy in that regard because i feel like it's like kind of because like wasteland i think um was you know it was good it's i think it's definitely it's not like wasteland at all i feel there is elements that are similar but it's like like wasteland was a lot more dramatic and a lot more somber
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um a lot more like contemplative and this one's contemplative but in like a manic way and it's like (laughs) okay it's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of like elements that kind of weave together in weird way and kind of like um a lot of like it's about kind of recontextualizing images that you've seen and kind of like it's, it's, it's very, I'm very excited about it. I'm very, like, I'm very, very happy with it right now. I mean, you should be excited. Cause you know, again, from what we have
0: seen so far, like it looks to be something, just something else. I'll just say straight up. like It's, <laughs> something, it's something that for, for those that haven't seen anything about it, what should they expect from
1: Barbara Westchester? Um, like <laughs> I don't know, probably nothing. Like Go into hey. no expectations. Um, uh, think that think that it's gonna be terrible and that it's gonna, you know. <laughs> hey,
2: because the,
1: then if you, if you think it's terrible, you'll probably like it more. <laughs> I was gonna say set the bar
0: low, but goodness Christ, give yourself some credit. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm mean just uh, I don't know. I think like everyone I've shown it to seems to be really excited by it, which is good. I think it's. It, it definitely works as a movie mm-hmm. it's definitely like <laughs> compared to wasteland wasteland's like kind of more disjointed but this one's like very like a full movie it, it's that, more linear yeah it's more linear it's it's also not it's also very <laughs> not <laughs> <that's> what, <laughs> there's like linear aspects but it's not like point a point b point c like act one act two act three or anything it's like kind of like there's like Act One, Act One and a Half, act, act Skip to Act Three, like, like kind of go back. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, so, that's how so I think you, of it at so It's like you got
0: one, you got one point five, you got three, you got the Russian symbol over here for some reason. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so, Z's trying to hitchhike to ride with Y for some reason
1: in the background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely like, like. I think I, like halfway through the movie, you probably think it's going to go somewhere and then it just kind of stops in its tracks for a while and kind of stays in the same place. Oh, okay. Uh, and then it like shifts again and then it like skips ahead. Like, <laughs> like it's very like, uh, you know, I really, I really get excited by experimental like story structure. So it's like, for me, it's like very fun. It's like very, like, it's very exciting. Cause it's like, there, there's a lot of, um, yeah, like a lot of, it's like, it's, it's very, um, like, because I get, I get really, like, bored by the idea of, like, working within a typical story structure.
2: Right. Um,
1: having, like, <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I thought about it a lot, but it's kind of, like, I, I don't think I've ever made anything that's, that has a traditional structure. And I've kind of, at this point, resigned myself to doing things that are outside of the typical story structure because I'm not really interested in working in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of get excited by completely, like like like, scrambling it. And like you know, so I don't know, because it's it's just interesting to me. I'm very <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I mean there's there's nothing absolutely wrong with that. Especially if you're telling a good story. By the end of the day, like tell it yeah. however you want. I mean it's yeah. At the end of the day, Definitely. at the end of the day, do what you want. To, make the stuff that you want to see. That's the main reason why I, that's this is why I made this podcast. I wanted to see, I like talking to you and seeing you like gush about how much you're passionate about this stuff. <laughs> this is what I live for. Straight up. Okay. Cool. <laughs>
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, there's if you compared it to like Joseph Campbell's Story Wheel or whatever, it's like, you know, there's probably like six different meeting of the goddesses at some point. <laughs> like, there's like, you know, if you were to like be like, if you were to compare it to that, it's like literally like like it would be like I took the circle and like turned it inside out and then like and then like folded it on itself and then like made a sandwich.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, except for fact that circle, you you fold it in half, you at least got a halfway decent taco right there. I mean, half circle right there. So. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> true. Uh,
0: that is true. Well, speaking of, like, you know, story structures and, and stuff we are passionate about, normally this would be the point where I try to be, you know, Mr. Moneybags and ask you about the dream project that you like to make. But for anyone that has followed you for even a few days would certainly <laughs> know about the dream project. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> the cone layer. Please. The cone layer.
1: The cone okay, layer. Okay. Well, basically, I was researching cones. Okay, <laughs> I was researching cones, and basically, um, ever notice? Uh, you ever go outside and you look up and you look up at a church and you notice that there's a cone on top. Right. You ever notice this? I have. With a little antenna. Yeah. And, uh, and do you ever think about what happens inside of a church? A lot of people are singing and worshiping and mm-hmm. praying. Mm-hmm. And do you ever think about what a cone might be used for? To send things, to send things to the gods. Okay. To, to, to uh, ever notice a witch's hat or a wizard's hat or, yeah. their, or their wands? They're all cones. Yes, you Ever think about it? Right. You ever think about a traffic cone? Also a cone. You ever think, <laughs> <laughs> an ice cream um, cone? <laughs> Ice cream cone. You ever look at what the with the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, what they're holding, the little like pictures that they have? There's always a little guy holding a cone. Oh. What is that cone for? Anyway, okay. <laughs> basically, uh, I was thinking about the onion that I, of my of my little world I'm establishing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I got really excited about it. And basically, um, in the Barber movie, I have a bunch of jokes where where Wisconsin, talks about like going to the to the brightest star in the sky Arcturus octuris the third brightest star where all the octurian overlords live um and basically um this all kind of you know i was doing all this cone research and i was like layer layer cone cones cone layer and then basically i it all came flooding into me and that night okay and then that night i had a dream and it was just crazy so anyway <laughs> I here's here's here's. I'll just like this is like spoilers for the cone layer, everybody. But I'll just no. kind of, I'll just kind of well, say I mean, what it is. Well, I mean,
0: it's still far off in you know at least yeah. a good five years, years away. So anything's
1: changed. Th- what I'm about to tell you is only the first part of the movie. This is like okay. not even the full thing. This is we're starting here. Okay. So basically, <laughs> so basically, at the end of Barbara Westchester, uh, some a lot of things happen. But basically, we open on the cone layer. With, so basically, this is a spoiler for Barbara. Okay, I'll just spoil it. I'm gonna Barbara Westchester spoiler. Uh, Mary Wisconsin uh, is trying to escape the layer that she lives in and go outside of it and go to Octurus, Octarius, or whatever. And basically, uh, that's where the Octurians live. And in our real world, there's there's some significance to that, but not so much in this world. But there is a different way because basically we open where we come out of the lair and we see Marwyn Wisconsin and her and her replica of Noah's ark going to <laughs> traveling between layers and basically <laughs> okay. so we open on this guy who lives and basically the creatures who live in the cone lair are the same creatures the same species of creature that Dacia is and basically they all live in a cone based society mm-hmm. and everything's a cone and the layer that they're in is a cone. And basically, <laughs> uh, the reason why their layer is shaped like a cone is because they use uh, all of the layers beneath it to essentially become like a power generator for the society that lives above them on the next layer uh, where the Arcturians live. And these are the Arcturian overlords, And basically, they're always peering through the translucent layer that the cone layers in. And basically all the cone people in the cone world, they all they can all see the Arcturians looking through the the, the the cone layer at them at all times. But it's kind of just uh it's kind of like an accepted fact of their of their of their life. And none of them really think about it. And so basically uh we follow this one character who I have not named yet. Uh and basically they live in this cone society <laughs> where everything is a cone. Okay. And uh basically uh, you know they have an antenna and they have wings, uh, like Dacia does. And everyone has like a symbol on their chest, like Dacia does as well. Mm. And basically, so he's kind of, they're kind of, you know, like like living in this cone society. And basically, one day, this is based on a dream I had. This guy, <laughs> this, this other creature who does not look like them, comes in and basically he's bearded and he's look, he looks very tired, and he's in a translucent cube and he's tossing cubes at everyone cubes are going everywhere cubes are you know and basically he throw he he accidentally flings one basically it's um. you can't see what i'm doing but (laughs) but basically he's you know this this guy is is not throwing cones but he's generating them and sending them out of i mean not cubes i mean sorry he's he's not throwing cubes he's generating them out of his hands and sending them out and he's just coming in and just like he just he just existing and basically, hey. also this is something I forgot to establish. But basically, this guy, uh, the the one, the one that's the main character, the one uh, basically has a bunch of every character in the current layer has a bunch of demons in their head. <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, they're always screaming and telling them not to look up at the skies, up or you yeah, know whatever. And basically, the cube comes and hits the main character in the in the third eye or where the third eye would be. And knocks the demon flying out of its of its head, and it's like a little like, guy. <laughs> like, and basically, he picks him up, and he's like, "What's wrong with you? What are you?" <laughs> and so, uh, he interrogates him and figures out about the whole cone society. And basically, this opens up uh, his third eye, which comes out. But then, what's this? Two more come out, and basically, uh, it's not so much like the It's like it's projections from the third eye. So three more like three more sets of eyes come out and basically they're always pointing in different directions uh but they shift based on where uh he's pointed so basically they're showing him different directions to go in uh to find people who will help him escape the cone layer so basically (laughs) so basically he finds the three people that he needs to escape the cone layer Mm -hmm. and basically uh they they pound through the, the glass of the Cone layer and escape and then murder all the Arcturian Overlords on uh, a big bloodbath and basically, and this isn't even like 20 minutes in. We this get isn't to, even we, 20 minutes we, in! So basically this all happens and then Marilyn Wisconsin shows up and crashes through into the Arcturian Overlord Society and that's when things kind of start to, there's kind of so basically, that's the setup. This is okay. the setup of everything. So... <laughs>
0: I, I I need to ask um how do I make sure I can give you my paycheck for the next however many years to fund this thing and how can I make sure <laughs> I get a voice in that because my god that is it is so off the walls like crazy that I absolutely love
1: it <laughs> yeah I mean the thing is, is like I've realized that um it's kind of a fruitless effort to try and uh pitch and try to get pro- yeah. to produce these these kinds of ideas like on my like from in like a studio system and while i kind of need to do the studio system to uh, make sure that i can pay off loans and stuff i've realized like, i'm like yeah. i'll just kind of put all my my you know i'll i'll put all my my weird my really like insane ones into my independent <laughs> work mm-hmm. and just do that for the course of my life and then you know and then i'll like also do normal things that's kind of the <laughs> idea right now <laughs> Goodness. but Barber kind of establishes the the what this this in a in a way that I don't think will make sense until you until you see the cone layer and basically in between Barbara and the cone layer, I want to make a, another mini series about Dacia and her friends okay um and kind of this this series will kind of establish the cone layer so it won't jump directly from Barber to the cone layer there's gonna be a lot more establishing of the cone the, i mean the the layer idea mm-hmm um and i i'm very excited about i'm very excited to see because i kind of decided that i want to kind of keep building on this universe until i die Uh, so (laughs) i mean
0: it's i've said before you're the god of this or goddess of this incredible (laughs) onion right now that is just like absolutely insane like the amount of creativity and the amount of storytelling that you put into this stuff is It's mind blowing more than anything else. I'm, (laughs) I'm wondering how much of an influence the you know Dar, you know Dacia, or how much of an influence they have had on you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Um. So I mean, you got all. You got this. Yeah. I mean. You've got this incredible catalogue. You're working on this incredible film with Barbara Westchester. You have several ideas that I know I've only scratched the surface, or I guess this layer of the onion with the cone layer. I can only imagine how many more layers you have to go before we get the complete arc. Um I, I I'll ask well I and and also I forgot to mention this, you've actually started your own independent studio, or at least have joined an independent studio, um, Herbert Sorbet, which you've talked about. What mm-hmm. exactly the what plans do you have with that? Like, not just with your own stuff, but for producing content as a whole.
1: Yeah, I mean, so um, yeah, my my friend Emily Martinez and I, um, we like a long time ago, back in like twenty seventeen, I think we were like, let's we should start our own studio because we felt we felt very, um, I don't know, like uh, there there's just like we kind of just felt like there wasn't a lot of space for us, basically, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of wanted to focus on building something that like we could um I don't know like like do like I don't know I don't know like I don't know like you know build a space for people like us basically so um kind of the the idea that was the that was the idea and then we kind of kind of put it on the shelf for a while and then like last year around this time we were like let's just uh my our friend Frankie Tamaru uh kind of had a similar idea and I was like oh cool oh, yeah we should uh, oh that's kind of what me and Emily want to do and then we Kind of, uh, all started working on it around this time last year, um, and basically, the idea is that we want to, um, we want to just start producing commercial work and also independent work and also. So while Barber Westchester is one of the first things we're finishing under the name, we're also working on like an independent uh cartoon called the herbert sorbet show basically okay, and then, these that. things are all, uh, and then we're also developing pitches and stuff and we're trying to get stuff greenlit and whatever and like kind of like um trying to um figure out you know how can we fund the things that we want to do and how can we like make work that kind of represents us as a, uh, you know as people rather than try to work on other people's things that we feel like you know to, uh, don't uh we don't feel represented by i guess
2: mm-hmm. so
1: one of them is the peninsula siblings which um i i'm starting to pitch around right now we're making like an animatic for like a pilot episode for that
2: okay, okay. um
1: and then uh kind of it in-house we're just doing it on our own mm-hmm. um my friends yasmine um kelly and andrea are helping me that and then emily and i have been developing a series an adult series called pathetic which okay. is um, kind of based on her life a little bit. Well, not based on her life, but based on her like anxieties and stuff. Okay. And like, so uh, it's kind of, it's very, it's very, and we're kind of, we're making an animatic for the pilot for that right now as well. And we kind of developed a whole pitch around it. Um, and we have like 14 episodes figured out. Nice. Um, we're kind of like, uh, and then there's a lot of different other little small things that we're just trying to like get our footing right now and kind of figure out everything. And like, um it's going it's going pretty well it's like it's pretty exciting so we've been doing it for like a year now um we're kind of we're in a groove right now we're kind of like okay yeah we 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 we're at least gonna have stuff that we finish we're gonna at least have like things done which is cool like it was like it kind of felt like a pipe dream for a long time but it's like well like we don't have any money right now we're just kind of like uh we're we're finding like that we can we can definitely do this if we really try hard enough, you know. Like, mm-hmm. so it's really exciting. It's like, um, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really. It's kind of, it's, it's a, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff that, like, I can't talk in depth about right now. But it's like very, um, it's very exciting. These are, these are like the, uh, like my, like, uh, it's very, it's very, I'm just very excited about. It. I'm like, it's, it's kind of, we're just trying to do things that um we're trying we're trying to prove that we can do the things we want to do we're trying to like uh you know really um put our best foot forward and stuff and we're kind of just in the process of like uh really um just like trying to make a statement with it in a weird way and like yeah i'm just very i'm very proud of everything we've done so far um, and yeah, it's kind of, it's it's a very slow process, uh, but it's very, it's very satisfying. It's very, like, I'm very excited about it.
0: I mean, I, I can certainly say, I'm certainly excited to see what you guys produce. And I know you said, you know, it's Thank slow you. for now, but I mean, you know, you you hear the traditional saying, Rome wasn't built in the day, unless the aliens uh-huh. are telling us
1: something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the pyramids were built in the day by the aliens. <laughs> All the pyramids in the world i uh, agree uh, that's my now, opinion but um uh,
0: what was i saying <laughs> uh not like i was saying you know seeing you guys you know working on this stuff and like seeing the stuff that you've already produced alone like it's incredible to just see kind of the potential you guys may have you know going forward in fact i want to go ahead and ask this generic question where do you hope to see yourself and herbert sorbet say five ten years from now i
1: think just like Just sustain, just being, because kind of the idea is that we don't want to, we don't want to be like Disney, I guess, so it's Mm -hmm. like the idea, we're not trying to build anything that like continuously grows, but we're trying to kind of get to a point where we're sustaining ourselves, and we're able to like pay our friends and stuff to like work on our stuff or whatever, or like develop their own stuff or whatever, and kind of just be stably uh, existing, and like being able to like live, so... (laughs) Uh, that's kind of the main goal is just to like be able to do the things that excite us. And then also, um, you know, just like, like, know uh, like, uh, you know, do cool things and, and exist. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's
0: certainly a good plan to have making cool things and existing. I think a lot of people have yeah. to share similar goals, but uh, <laughs> no, but I want to say like, you know, I, I I'm, you know, I'm going to be one of probably, you know, thousands and hopefully millions at some point that's going to be saying this. I really do hope that you guys get to survive, thrive and succeed <laughs> with you. all this stuff. So, thank you very much. Um <laughs> with that, I have one last question left. Um obviously like you're fully entrenched when it comes to art, like on so mm-hmm. many different aspects of it. How important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole? Oh,
1: interesting. Um Well, I mean, I think Um, it's to me, I kind of feel like everyone should do it to some capacity. Um, I don't, I don't mean that in like a, in the sense where like, like I'm doing it where it's like my entire life, but I think like in general, art is very, um, therapeutic Mm -hmm. for me. And I think it can be for a lot of people. And I think that to me, the most important thing, um, I think is that it's really, it's a really good tool to process your life with and like um, think about why, why, why you, why you feel things and why, why other people feel things and like what, you know, and like, um, and just like, I don't know. Like, so I think like um, in that sense, I kind of, I kind of view art more beneficial to people individually, but I think, Creating in itself to me is really important. But I guess over time I've no, I've not because I've been making stuff and posting it for a while, and it's usually just my my work is just um, me trying to express my emotions and stuff and express how I feel and whatever. And like wasteland for example, like it's very um, is me trying to express or, or what I what I felt my whole life and everything and like trying to talk about it in a way that I haven't seen talked about before. And just having done that and posting it online and seeing how people react to it. Mm-hmm makes me kind of realize that like because again like i like to me the only person that i'm speaking to is like me and my friends who are listening to me or whatever but then like so i'm not trying to make anything for any specific person or whatever but kind of through the act of making something specifically um about how i feel or whatever it's like it, it it kind of it speaks to people and it kind of helps them in their own ways and that to me is really is really Exciting because it's like I don't know. Like I think when you, because I think again because I think we're we're all. Um, I think like I don't know. I just I think like that that that's really important. like because like, I and I realized after that happened I was like oh so yeah like all the work that speaks to me also works in that way too where it's mm-hmm. like are people trying to express themselves individually but then it speaks to me on a personal level because. We, we all have things that connect us and everything. We all have different, we all have different experiences, but similar experiences at the same time. And it's like, it's not really limited to, uh, you know, like your experience isn't always just, you know, you know it's like, like, like and I, and, I, and I don't know, like I, that to me is really exciting, I guess, is like that idea of like, a lot of people um, can have something that, uh, makes makes like ha- like that 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 connects with them like just from you doing your own thing kind of and like i think that's kind of the main important thing to me uh, about art and <laughs> what it means for the world i guess is just that i think the more people do it uh the more uh like <laughs> yeah, i don't know the more more people can see how other people feel and like you know and that that's kind of the I, I guess that's kind of the I guess that's my answer. It's just, that, it's that. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to say real quick, I,
0: I kind of, you know, even though it's, it's a much, much smaller sample at this point, I kind of am already getting a little bit of like what you're talking about. Just like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm making this podcast for me yeah. more than anything else. Cause I love like talking to people and I love talking to them about yeah. and stuff like that. But I've already had people like coming up to me and like, or have been talked to me, you know, whether it be, you know, f- you know, a few people here and there telling me that like, you know, they're loving the the people that I bring on They're They're loving this conversation. Yeah. Like it's inspiring. It's already inspiring other people to do stuff. And that's the stuff that yeah. like makes me like emotional more than anything else. It's like, I'm just sitting here talking to people and letting them just go. And you're inspired yeah. by that, 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 that's something that, I mean,
1: yeah, it's like, that's, that's awesome. It's like, I think that's literally, yeah, that's literally what I mean is like, it's just, it's like, it's awesome that people make anything Firstly, And then it's also like, when it's honest, and then it, you know, like so, and then, like, and I think that it's like this podcast is definitely like a good example because it's like you're having people come in and, 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 like, and it, while it's like personal experiences, it's still like stuff people can hear and like be inspired by. And that's like, I, I just think that, yeah, it's like, like doing anything is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: couldn't think of a better way to word it. You yeah, doing things is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with that, I'm all out of questions. Um, I just want to say real quickly: I've already showered you with praise, but I'm gonna shower you with more because it's my podcast; I can do it. Um, <laughs> now, like I said, like you know, my first exposure to you was seeing the the trailer for Barbara Westchester. I forget who liked it or who shared it. That's aside from the point. The the point is, I got to see it and I was instantly hooked just by it with how unique it was. But like actually sitting down and going through your catalog with you know. Uh, secrets and lies in towns and centers and wastelands and stuff like that like the art style definitely grabs a person's attention but like more than (laughs) anything else with you your storytelling is the shining star and stuff it's the it's the thing that really connects with people and it's the thing that keeps me yeah it it, i'm trying to find a wonderful way to word this um it, it it's it's one of those things where it showcases that it doesn't matter how something can look. It it doesn't matter how something is produced. Mm It doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as the story is good at the end of the day and people come (laughs) out of it different than when they came into it. That to me, like speaks volumes more than anything else with your artwork. And if if that, and if that's the stuff you've done before and like what you're working with now, like I can only imagine like how much more impactful and instrumental this stuff will be in the future. And I am one of several at this point that's certainly excited to see like what you're (laughs) producing next. So Thank you so much. much. Thank you so much on all levels. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat. Thank you for taking time to just make the stuff that you wanna make because it it, it relates to a lot more to people than I bet even you anticipated. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's very nice. I'm (laughs) like, I'm just being I'm just being honest. That's
0: all I'm that's all I try to do with this podcast. That was really sweet. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Go ahead
1: and plug yourself for the people at home um you can google me (laughs) that's a good Um, start yeah you can google me i'm all over google if you say my name they know exactly who you're talking about (laughs) um um i yeah i think that's kind of it like look at my website you know (laughs) my website has all my stuff on it and i explain it in depth so it has little secret little things you can find so that's my jo there dot com. J O N N I P H I L L I P S dot There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the way that I the way that I'm producing all my stuff right now is through Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you want to support me on there, it's just my name, Patreon. <laughs> Patreon my name. There you go. Uh, yeah. And that's kinda yeah, so that, that that's kinda the best way to support me right now, or like buying a t shirt or something. There you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. Which, by the way, don't forget for people that are too lazy to Google, I've gone ahead and put the links below so they can go there and find it as well. <laughs> And and speaking of that t-shirts, I already made this plug, but I'm making merch now. Like all I have is the logo, but I'm actually working with artists to like make stuff that they would want to wear awesome. as well. So yeah, I got this one person, um, Tipsy J Hearts. So if you get a chance to look her up, like the like her art style is unique on its own, but like what she's producing for me, oh my goodness, I I, <laughs> I, I, I have been blessed to work with her. Like it's incredible. Awesome. Um, do you have anything else to say before we sign off? nope <laughs> nope okay only that I have to pee <laughs> again <laughs> Dude, in that case I'll let you get to that for the people at home <laughs> all I have left to say is Aslawegami amigos <laughs> goodbye
1: everybody <laughs>